Are you done with all the, the tracks down? Yes, I am. Okay, the truck noise will be okay. I think everyone will be all right if there's a truck noise. Um, all right, well, hi, everybody. This is my first podcast, and I decided for my first podcast, it would be most beneficial to have my husband, Ben Strasberg, on the podcast with us. <laughs> He's waving. You can't tell, but I promise he is. We had this whole, we had this whole conversation about how weird it would be because... Uh, you wouldn't actually be able to see facial expressions or hand movements. And I just thought that was kind of weird because I feel like that's, for me, I think that's a big part in how I communicate sometimes. So, hello. Yeah, um, <laughs> we used to vlog. So when we were vlogging, it was mostly him vlogging. And so everything is these big hand gestures, eye movement, like everything is as animated as possible. So for me, like I'm not extremely animated in everything that I do unless I'm like, annoyed at someone or something and then like clearly you can see like my face being annoyed but like for him like that's a big thing for him so coming on to a podcast where everyone just hears your voice and doesn't know if you're being sarcastic or you know what's really coming across I think is it's gonna be interesting for him but I think it'll be good I'm excited about it I hope so (laughs) I hope so so um just starting off um maybe you can talk a little bit about kind of what you do so career-wise career wise? or yeah okay um well when people ask me this question I, I tell never, them what I do I never know what to, to say because I don't know yeah I always tell them I'm a digital marketing specialist and they all just kind of look at me so confused um and then I kind of I, I try to dumbify it a little bit for is that them. a word? I, it, it can be <laughs> but I try to dummy it down so they can you know better understand so I use words like Oh, I help do their social media and people. Oh, social media. Okay. I, Cause everyone uses social media or I help, you know, market their website or, you know, I don't get into the mm-hmm. details. Cause if I got in the details, one for anybody not in the industry, it's going to be really boring, but two, um, they would lose interest so fast. But I think that what you do has helped you a lot with other things like vlogging or like social media content, like for, Um, like even LinkedIn, like you used to post a lot on LinkedIn. And so like you were getting a lot of traction from that. So what you actually do, even though it's like boring and I put that in quotes because I'm sure it's not boring for everyone. Um, just probably me, (laughs) just kidding. Um, but it's actually helped you to kind of gain some influence in other areas. Yeah, it definitely has because there's obviously strategy behind all of that. And, uh, it's not. I think a lot of a lot of times, if you let's say take vlogging for example, you have the actual content creation of it. Now, even even a podcast, you have the content creation of it. But then, you what do you do after that? Right, you take that and you promote it across social media. You, there's certain things you can add. You can add tags or whatever. There's just different elements of strategy that you can do to a piece of content that will get it in front of more people and more eyes and okay so my favorite thing about your job has nothing to do with your actual job no it doesn't my favorite thing about your job is that you get to have dogs at work yes yeah the place i the place i work um they are a pet friendly company so there's a ton of four-legged animals running around there and i i think like 
The thing that makes me laugh the most about it is that you will, like, send me Snapchats of these dogs, and you will, like, tell me stories, like, about every single dog that comes in the office and different things that they've done that day. So, like, you're, like, really enthusiastic about these dogs, yet you've never brought our dogs. <laughs> no, <laughs> I haven't, but that's besides the point. I, I, I guess I don't want the responsibility of actually having to watch him and take him out during the day, so. And you told me a really funny story the other day about um, one of the dogs. Do you want to, like, share that story? I can't remember what, what, what was it about. Right, it was, it was about the food that we, they were being given and where they kept going because they were given food every single day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so one of the dogs, uh, one of the dogs there, the owner of the company, uh, fed him, I think it was a piece of steak at the at one day. And uh, he came back, he came back the next day or a few days after that, and he would just sit there outside his door waiting to go back in because... I'm assuming it's because he probably got food from the owner. <laughs> so he, he knew where to get the, the treats from, and that's so, where he wanted to be. So every day he's literally now going over that door hoping for He a sniffs, yeah. He'll go and sniff, and <laughs> and he won't stay there too long now because I don't think he feeds him anymore, but he'll sit there and, and hope funny. and dream about one day getting another piece of steak. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And one other thing that you're, like, super passionate about is at our church you you lead worship. Yeah. So, how did you even start doing that? Oh my gosh. Uh, oh man. When Well, I started, so I've, I've been going to church basically my whole life, and I started in junior high, I joined a youth worship team, and the youth pastor at the time uh, was building up, he, he kind of got a whole bunch of young junior high students and created a worship team and mentored us and, and kind of taught us what it meant to worship, what it, you know why it's you know why we play certain things and and um and so forth so i started in junior high and then i continued to play um on a worship team i played electric guitar uh mostly throughout junior high and uh high school and um after i graduated i was still on a worship team and then i began to lead worship at probably 18 and we were already like had already been dating for a while at that time yeah we were uh, we were maybe nine nine months to a year into dating at 18. Well, we met at 16. You're right. Well, I so met it was at a 16, year. So, and you were 17. So, yeah. So, we'd known each other for probably over a year at that point. Yeah, it's a good thing you don't, uh, you don't get mad at me about dates because I'd, <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be in a big hole. So, um, yeah, so it was like 18, 18 years old. Um, I started leading worship. You know, I didn't actually lead a team uh, within the youth ministry. There were four worship teams, and I wasn't one of those worship leaders, so I kind of co-led a little bit. Um, and then as time went on, uh, eventually I led a team. And, uh, Do you yeah. get nervous still? Sometimes, yeah. So Because it's been like 10 years. Yeah, it's it's I don't yeah I get nervous sometimes, especially if it's a song I'm not 100 percent comfortable with, um, and and it, I guess it's it's weird. It all depends on how I'm feeling that day, um, and 
as weird as it sounds, it could be how I, what, you know, what I've eaten that day or if I haven't eaten enough where maybe, or if I've had too much caffeine and I'm more jittery mm-hmm. and I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm either shaking a little bit or I just have so much energy or I don't have enough energy. And I, you know, I think some, some of that can, nerves can der- derive from some of that. So. And like, I, I sometimes will co-lead and I know when I co-lead, if I overthink it all day, then by the time I get there, I'm like literally shaking and I right. like freak out. Right. So, you just overthink it. Yeah. So like, what do you do to like combat that? Uh, um, I don't, I don't really have a method. It's just deep breaths, <laughs> deep breaths and just kind <laughs> of, in and out. just kind of really kind of calm my mind and, and my body and just try yeah. to try to make that moment if, if, if I'm feeling anxious about it, try to make that moment smaller than it really is. Yeah. Try to make it as small as I can in my head to make it not that big of a deal. Do you like pick a spot in the back that you look at so you don't have to look at anybody else around the you? The clock. I look at the clock to see how fast I can get done <laughs> with it. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, well, uh, I mean, yes, the clock. I look at the clock a lot, but it's not because I want it to, to speed up and get it over with. But that's just kind of my zone is wherever the clock is, which mm-hmm. is back it's basically almost on the back wall. Yeah, yeah. No, so I'm just got you. straight out. You're going all the way back now. Um, speaking of going all the way back, so when you first started really leading worship, I think that's when I like was starting like going to your church a lot. So I feel like I almost got to see you kind of start doing that. Like, I feel like it was, like, probably a couple months that you were doing it that I hadn't seen prior to that, and then all of a sudden you were, like, leading a ton. Yeah, I think, you know, when you started coming to the church, I was in that transition process from actually being on a, a regular... <laughs> Our dog is just uh, whining a little bit because yeah, he's, he's not going to attention. He's so. going gonna, gonna to start <laughs> whining right now. Go um, on, buddy. So, yeah, I was in that transitional period, I think, mm-hmm. from being uh, on a regular team as more of the background, you know, uh, lead guitar player, going into actually leading a whole team, which is um, a whole different playing field. So That's cool. Yeah, I, I guess, like, we should probably talk a little bit about, like, our relationship and how we, like, kind of ended up where we did. Yeah, it's messed up. <laughs> it, <laughs> it is it, kind of messed up. It, it's, it's, it's so... Um, it's, it's juvenile. Weird. Yeah, it's very juvenile. Um, because we were so young, but it's kind of a weird, funny story when you really, like, think about it all. Um, from my perspective, and you can chime in here, so... I met your friend first. I met him at um, our, like, youth summer camp. And we became friends. And I was like, hey, let's stay connected, you know. I I thought he was kind of cute. But, like, my, like, best friend at the time liked him. And so I was like, okay, well, we'll just be friends then. Like, I'm okay with that. And so we exchanged numbers. And I was texting him one day after camp. And this was probably... I don't know, a couple weeks after camp. And I guess you should tell this part. Yeah, so at the at the moment I was in a very uh very popular band. Um, 
Okay. But on the verge of going global. No. Not at all. Um, we were, I look, was up, a, look up Two Sticks in a Stone if you would like. I think they I'll, still have a MySpace page. Yep. Yep, yep <laughs> we do. Uh, so we were, in a, we were recording an album at the time, and I got done doing all my parts. So I was just kind of hanging back and, and just doing nothing, and I was bored. And uh, my friend at the time, who Janelle went to church camp with, was uh, he was in the band um he was the lead singer for that band so he was uh recording his part um and i was bored at the time so i you know and i noticed he was texting janelle i think it was texting right Mm -hmm. um he was texting janelle and i basically just asked him for janelle's number because i was bored and i had nothing better to do um i didn't even know what janelle looked like uh, yeah, never talked to her once in my life. He was being really weird too with his texts. Yeah, I, I, my whole, my whole, I was like and I said, I was really bored, so I just wanted to be entertained. Let's mind you, I'm 15 at the time. You were 15. I was about to turn 16 in August, so this was like end of June, early July, when we first started texting. So I'm a 15 year old, and this random number texts me, and. I'm trying to remember exactly what you're you making said. me sound like a creep. By the it, way, okay, I was 16 like, years old at the time. But in my brain, I had no idea. Yeah, who this okay, was. that makes sense. Yep. And I just get this text, and I was like, "Who is this?" And there was like really no response besides like I was like, "I don't want to text someone that I don't know." Like, yeah, totally responsible Janelle, which is not like me when I was 15, 16 years old. But I'm like. I don't want to talk to this person if they're crazy. And I said that basically to him. And he's like, I'm going to go cry in a corner <laughs> now. Like, oh, this is so sad, so depressing. And I was like, well, at least, like, tell me, like, your, like, fa- MySpace, I think it was at the time. Yep, like, yep. like, tell me your, your like, MySpace name or something. So I looked up, looked you up, and I was like, uh, is he cute? I don't know. Because you know how people like take like those nicer photos and they post them on there. And then there were some really weird ones of you where you had like these like weird, like intense eyes. Like, I don't know if it was like, I was emo. Yeah, it was, my space. It, w- it, was. it was like very emo, but like, I couldn't tell it, it was just weird. And so I was like, okay. And then you asked for mine too, didn't you? Yeah. I think after, um, I, I don't know if I gave you mine or you just, investigated well, I you can't told remember. me who you were at like at some point you told me who you were but yeah. I think that you gave me your like myspace like this is my link or I yeah don't know I definitely you asked for then. yours I definitely asked for yours because I remember stalking you so so when you saw mine what did you think the first time oh it was I I just laughed because I didn't know if it would ever happen because you were way better looking than I was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so kind to me. Um, Can I have my twenty dollars for saying that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I'll pay you after. Okay, sure. it'll be. Uh, I'll Venmo you. Um, no, so that's kind of like the weirdness of how we started like talking, and I remember we both like we both said we liked country music, which is really lame. Yeah. Like, super lame. Because you were, like, extremely emo, loved, like, the screamo bands. I was, like, very not emo, very, like, preppy. Jonas Brothers. Jonas Brothers all the way. Shout out to the Jonas Brothers. Still (laughs) love them. Wish they'd get back together. Um, 
But no, so we really didn't have anything in common, but somehow we both said that we liked country music. Yeah, I and think that was the, the grounds of a beautiful relationship starting. Well, what's funny is, so you, got, you and um, your friend called me on my birthday, so it was the next month after we had been like texting back yeah. and forth, and that was the first time I ever heard your voice was you guys singing me in a phantom of the opera voice, happy birthday. <laughs> yep. And so that was the first time I ever heard your voice, but it was literally like you guys sang it on a recording because I didn't answer. And then we still didn't talk on the phone at all. And then October came around and I got asked to a dance by somebody else. And you told me later that you were jealous. A little jealous, yeah, but... Uh I saw the guy, so <laughs> after I saw the guy, we were good. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> no, okay. He asked me. It was he asked me in front of the entire school. Um, and how do you tell someone no when they ask yeah. you in front of the entire school? Plus, I had never actually met you, so who know, like who knows at sixteen and seventeen if you're ever gonna meet we were, this person? We weren't officially dating, so it, even if I was mad about it or jealous about, it, I had you know I really had no grounds to... No, which is why you didn't say anything. Right, exactly. And then we met at the end of October at a church retreat that your church invited our church. Yes. Now, why did your church invite our church? I have no idea to this day. And I I think some... I, I don't think I had any influence on it. Uh-huh. I... It just... It's... To this day, I don't know why we invited It's, like, church. super weird. Yeah, that, because we never invited you again. And we never no. invited you... In the past, so it was no. just weird. It was super, which our churches do go to the same church, like, summer camp together, so they knew of each other, clearly. Um, but, yeah, it was just a really weird, like, fluke thing that they invited us, so we ended up coming, and I saw Ben for the first time, and it, it was so nerve-wracking. Oh, it was terrible. It was terrifying talking, and... You're probably going to get mad at me for saying this. <laughs> but you wore the same outfit two days in a row. Yes. And I was like, can I like this kid? How old was I? 16? You were 17. Oh, dang it. I can't use a junior high excuse. I can't use that. I was a junior high boy. I wore no. It. No, that's, that's tough. That's rough. Yeah. But somehow it all worked out. Yeah, there's a picture of us during that retreat that we took together and you yeah. look fine. You look then, really creepy. And I just look... You did the emo eye thing. I just look completely <laughs> awkward. Like, yeah. I, I, I think I posted it on my Instagram one time and I, I look back at it occasionally and I'm just like, this is just, what? And I, I think to myself, why did Janelle even... Like, I would have been like, no, I'm not doing this. I... I can't tell you. I literally, like, I think that it, part of it, and I know this is going to sound bad, but part of it was because you were, like, this innocent homeschool boy, and I was, like, this, like, bad reputation, bad girl from this, like, suburban city, and you were, like, out in the country, homeschool boy, and I was, like, I'm going to take this one, because this <laughs> is a challenge, and it was a challenge. It was. 
Because you weren't technically even allowed to date until you were 18. Yeah, my parents were really strict on dating, uh, at least when I was 18. Yeah, and so it was... Or until I was 18. Yeah, and so, like, it was like we were allowed to talk and basically date without dating. Correct, yeah. And I didn't drive at the time, so... Like, you would come down to see me, or you would come get me and take me back, or my parents would, like, drop me off because we had, like, a friend that was, like, mutual, so I would, like, come down and, like, stay with this friend or whatever so we could all hang out. But it was, like, very weird and very different than, like, a normal high school relationship where, like, you go to, like, football games together and, like, you see each other at school all the time, and, like, we were 45 minutes-ish apart. Mm -hmm. So it was, like completely different than a normal relationship but I think that that's what made it so interesting to me and like kept me like interested in the relationship as like a young girl that could have focused on anything else but because it was like almost unattainable all the time it was interesting like yeah that makes sense I don't know how it was for you yeah it was a lot of gas (laughs) (laughs) it was a lot of gas money (laughs) That's how it was for me. <laughs> and you worked at Arby's at the time, I too. Did, yeah. So it's not like you were making bank. You were not uh, rolling in that dough. No, it was... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, that whole experience, the long-distance aspect of the relationship, I think I think it was both positive and negative. Mm-hmm. I think from a... We were so... Because we were so young and, and immature yeah. relationally. Um that it was a negative thing. There was a lot of fighting the first time that yes. we were like really like fake dating because we weren't allowed to date. And it got really negative really fast, but it was because I was like this extremely like strong willed, highly attention seeking girl. And you were this like low maintenance chill dude so you take my my oh that was scary you take my highly motivated competitive side and then you mix it with your don't care go with the flow kind of guy and there's gonna be a lot of like sandpaper rubbing like friction going on there like we we got into some serious fights and they were really dumb and a lot of it was because of like how insecure I was because you hung out with like a lot of like girls and stuff. Right. But like you weren't hanging out with them like dating wise, you were hanging out with them because they were your friends. Yeah, I didn't, uh, when I, back in high school, I just didn't, I just had a lot of friends that were girls um, Mm -hmm. and I necessarily didn't have any feelings for them. I just, and I think, like, I just, you know, I just could, I could, they were easier, one, they were easier to talk to, and they actually talked. Yeah. But I also had a lot of guy friends, too. So I had a good mix of them both, but, um, you know, Janelle, I don't think, saw it that way. She, she, no. she saw it as, oh, and these I, girls are spending time with Ben, and I'm not. And, like, at my school, it was, if you spend time with a girl, you're dating her. Like... With kids' interactions, even if you were in large groups, it was because one of you was dating another one of you, and so then the friends would all hang out together. But, like, 
it was very much like guy girl interaction all the time. So for me, it was like this whole new world where I'm like, what? Like homeschool kids just hang out with other people and like not because they like them or they want to like make out with them or anything, you know? Yeah, it was just because we were good friends and and we just clicked and... Yeah. And so like that's where like a lot of my insecurities came from and I had dated a lot before I dated you and it wasn't like real dating. It was like high school dating and like middle school dating. But within all of that, you end up because you date a lot of people you date a lot of dumb childish kids and you were like not about game playing and I was like that's the only thing I know so that's why I felt like we had like a lot of disconnect and friction so we ended up breaking up and Ben (laughs) you're gonna get mad at me for this one too let me let me uh, let me preface something preface something right now before before this to get understand how I dealt with certain things and how I did, you know, how compared to her very controlly, you know, mm-hmm. personality. I, like she said, I was super chill and, and I was go with the flow. So I did not, I did not have, I did not really stand my ground on a lot of things. I, I, I was, I, I succumbed to, I succumbed to a lot of things that if, if Janelle was controlling, I felt like if I didn't submit almost that. The issues would be magnified. That things would just get worse. Okay. Yeah. Um. So that was kind of my whole thought process during thing, and that was just who I kind of was at the time. So mm-hmm. go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um. So because I would um get really intense and be super controlling. Uh, he was basically like, "Oh, this crazy girl," and um. He chose to end the relationship that technically we weren't really dating. Um, but by sending me a text message. Yeah. (laughs) Basically being like, Hey, can't do this anymore. Like it's over kind of thing. While I was in school, while I was in the middle of class, it was, it was bad. So he broke up with me. And I was like, what? And tried to talk to him. He would not answer my phone calls, would not respond to my text messages. Um, literally had posted on my MySpace that morning, like, I love you. And then I go to my, like, MySpace after school, after he broke up with me and, like, saw it. And I was, like, so, like, sad. And, like, yeah, like, he's making a face right now. Like, I don't rem- I don't remember doing that. That's, yeah, I, I remember you saying that. I forgot about that part of the story. Yeah. Like, and, like, we were young. We're 16 and 17 years old. Like, we were kids. So, it's kind of, like, whatever at this point. And, like, I still make fun of him about it occasionally. But, like... If that was the only way that he could get out of the relationship that was toxic, then that was that was that. Now was now with that being said, I don't agree that that is the that was the right thing to do. Looking back at it, right? Um, and I should have handled it way better, but I don't think that you had the the knowledge to handle it, handle it better at the time. Like you were seventeen years old. You had never been in a real relationship before. You, it's not like you were going to go talk to your parents about it. 
Like, right. I, I think knowledge. Yeah. I don't. I didn't. I don't think I. I was. Didn't have the wisdom enough to deal with the situation properly. But also, mm-hmm. I was just. I just knew that if I didn't cut it off the way I did, that I could easily be talked back into the relationship again. And also, I was just scared at right. the time. You know, I just. I did not have the. I, w- I did not quote man up, and actually have the real conversation I took the easy way out so right and like I think hindsight is everything and now you're like I wish I could have done it differently I would never do it that way again like granted we're married now so obviously you're kind of stuck with me I'm not letting you go anywhere but um is that the controlling thing coming out yep. again oh yep. man yeah it's there <laughs> hey bud um but Seeing that that has kind of happened now, you are smarter since then. And now I'm sure they want to hear the the happier bits of the story. But there was about nine months in between us, like, breaking up and getting back together. And within that time period, we both, like, liked other people and were talking to other people. And I feel really bad because the person that I was talking to, I, like, hurt them really bad when I broke up with them to get back together with you. And I think that you basically did the same thing to someone. And so that was really hard and the whole like learning experience. But I don't really like when I get too much into that because it's kind of other people's stories. But um, then ironically, we both ended up going to summer camp that year that he had not been previously. And that's where I'd met his friend. But then that year um, we ended up going to summer camp at the same time. And I don't even know how to preface this. So I had been in urgent care several days before because I got some weird, some weird reaction to some things. It was poison oak or something like that. And basically my skin had turned like black and was like dying and my face puffed up because I was having such a bad allergic reaction had to go um, to urgent care. The doctor thought I like had written on myself with permanent marker and like thought that I was just like trying to get drugs or something. So he's like, I'll give you a really low dose of steroids. So I woke up that night and my face had puffed up so much that then we had to go to the emergency room. I go to the emergency room. Luckily I talked to this really nice doctor who like clearly realized that I was not a crazy person, gave me a crap ton of steroids. I took all these steroids And then I slowly started to heal. My face was not as puffy anymore. But when I came back to summer camp, because I was interning that entire summer, um, when I came back, it was still kind of puffy and I was about to seep in. (laughs) So that was like not my shining moment. But, you know, I I still I think I looked okay. Yeah. Yeah. You look fine. (laughs) You looked tight. (laughs) Um. But then, so, like, what's your perspective on that, like, when you kind of came to camp? Oh, it was, it was weird. Um, <clears throat> luckily, I drove down with some people, so I really didn't think about it a lot driving down. Um, I think the way we saw each other again was probably the best way possible. Uh, it was basically when I got there, Janelle was walking on the side of a building, and I was on the other side of the building, and we both rounded the corner at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like 
it was basically instant. As soon as we got there, we saw each other. So we made eye contact and we, it was almost like we had to say hi. Yeah. We had no choice. And then you were, we were like, oh, hi, hi. And then it was like, oh, let's hug real quick. And it was like this awkward side hug. And then it kind of cleared the air for us to like talk kind of the rest of the time. Yeah. Cause I mean, like I said, I, I do not, I do not like dealing, I do not like conflict right. i'm a peacemaker um and i don't like the awkwardness of certain conversations mm-hmm. um and that's why i think it was such a good thing that we kind of basically ran head on into each other and i did forget one piece of this story that is kind of important we had talked prior to that oh yeah so we had um ben had texted me and apologized for how he broke up with me prior to us coming to camp and then we both talked and knew that we were going to camp so it wasn't like we didn't know so it was like even it was like more of like a build-up because we both knew we were going to see each other but he had texted me and like kind of apologized and we had kind of like made peace with that and I knew that he was talking to someone else I don't know if you knew that I was talking to someone else yeah I did You, you told me you made that very clear so like we had like clearly talked prior to but it was the seeing each other face to face that was like weird and really awkward yeah and we ended up having like a really in-depth like discussion like over dinner which was really weird because there was like other people around and like people could see us clearly in like a heated conversation and we kind of like got a lot of stuff out which was really good yeah, I think I think it just I think you were able to open up about certain things and and really kind of express your feelings throughout the whole 9 months of us not being together mm-hmm. and how I handled everything and I was able to kind of share my perspective on things. And it was a really it was it was I I don't want to say it was a tough conversation, it was just a really liberating conversation. Yeah, it felt um, good when it was over. Yeah, and it was civil too, which mm-hmm. I was very, you know. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. And um, then after that, I, I don't know, I don't know when it happened for you. Like you knew like, okay, I like want to get back together with her. But like for me, like I already knew going into camp that like, if it was possible, I was going to get back together with you. Yeah. It wasn't, I did not think I was going to get back together with you. And I remember telling certain people in my life, cause they, they knew Janelle and they, they knew her and they, some people just did not like us together just because uh-huh. of our personality traits. And right. um, I remember telling them that I'm going to camp, Janelle's going to be there, but I'm not going to get back together with her. Like, that's not my goal. Mm-hmm. My goal wasn't to go there to try to get back together with Janelle. Right. I didn't know that I wanted to get back together with Janelle until basically the last day. And I felt, maybe not the last day, the last couple days of the camp. Uh-huh. And, and I just felt so at peace about the whole thing. And, and yeah. you know, it was one of those things where it's like, I know a hundred percent for sure that that was something I had to do. Yeah. And something I needed to do. So. I stole your hoodie. So you had no choice but to come see me. Yeah. I, I did <laughs> want my hoodie back. You're right. I did want my hoodie back. That's really the only reason that you came over later. Yeah. It was a nice hoodie. Yeah. It was. It I don't was even have it anymore. And you were 18 when we got back together. Yeah, so, so I remember you were telling my to date. Yeah, I remember going. I remember when I got home from camp. I walked up. To, I told my parents. I walked up to the room and said. I basically told them, "Hey, I'm not asking, and I'm honestly like you can give your opinion on it, um, 
but it's not going to change my mind. But I'm yeah, I most feel like I'm was, probably going to be dating Janelle. Like you told, like you went around and you like told everyone, like, "Hey, we're getting back together." Yeah, because it was a lot of people, and it wasn't just me, and Janelle, who had experienced the 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 friction between us. A lot of people, yeah, did. and because we we it was public, you know, we we made it, mm-hmm. we broadcast our issues and our arguments were public. We did them in front of people. Well, we had quite a few, like, mutual friends that we were almost consistently hanging out with. So they knew details and had, like, talked to us about it. And so they knew that at that time we weren't a good fit. Right. So, yeah, it it was weird and it was difficult almost. Like, it was almost more difficult getting back together because, like, it was it just felt weird to be around all those people again. But um, I'm glad we did. I kind of like you. Yeah, I mean, we wouldn't be doing this if we didn't get back together. I know, right? (laughs) And now we've been married um, for seven years, which is crazy. And We got married young. We did. Uh, We got married, I was 20 and you were 21. Yep. Um, Yeah, it was kind of crazy. And we were very... uh, strapped financially and just even like what we didn't know like what we wanted to do quite yet Ben was interning for like digital marketing and so working like really part time doing that and then I wasn't even getting paid I thought you were getting paid when we first got married when we first got married yes but not when we were dating no not when we were dating the second time Um, when we were dating you were still working at Arby's and then you were interning yes and then I was working like two days a week as a hostess. And then after we got engaged, because um, I was interning at our church uh, after we got back together. So I was interning several days a week and then working as a hostess. And then after we got engaged, I was like, okay, I need to find like a full time job. Like, this isn't going to work. We make no money. Right. <laughs> and, um, and so I found a job at a daycare. I had a friend of mine that worked there, and so I got a job there. And then after we got married, which we were both still really not making much money, um, you finally got a full-time job in digital marketing, which was really cool. And from there, it's kind of been like a weird, crazy like career for you because you started off... Um, like, you, you worked in the same place for, like, what, eight years, ten years? Yeah, it was close. I mean, nine years, I think. Eight Which or nine years. Which is crazy. And now you've moved somewhere else, and I feel like you, you're you happier. And, like, having all that background experience now, you can kind of go into this position, and, like, you're in a much better place, not only financially, but also just relationally. Yeah, mentally, too. Mm-hmm. It's, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm in a way better place. Which is really awesome. And it's encouraging in a, in a marriage to, like, even if there's some days when either of us get frustrated, but to, like, have that other person that still works. So then if you're like, I hate my job, I'm going to leave. The other person's like, it's okay, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, that's really cool, too. Yep. Um, so, I don't really have much else. Is there any interesting stories that you would like to tell us, Ben? Not really. I, 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 
Whenever, whenever somebody asks me to tell them something on the fly or, you know, I, it requires uh-huh. me to think of something on the spot, it never yeah. works out well. Well, then I appreciate you uh, being my first guest on my first podcast that I have yet to name. <laughs> have not even named it? <laughs> but that does bring me to my final conversation piece with you. And that is our conversation on the way home today. When on my way home from work, I called Ben and I was talking to him and I said, "What are like what do I name this thing?" Oh, okay. What do I like what like what am I doing here? And Ben gave an interesting suggestion. Would you like to tell them what you thought would be a good name for this podcast? I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I don't recall this conversation. <laughs> I know we talked about it. I can't remember the name, though. All, so, I, all I'm thinking about is what would what, what you ask me. I thought you were going to talk about what do you want for dinner. No, but that's a good <laughs> question, too. Um, no, he said that I should call... Okay, in prefacing this, um, Janelle is my name. That's how it's pronounced. And some people have called me, like, Jay Nizzle before. Ben thought a good name would be Jizzle. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I stopped for a second and I said, I'm not going to go tell your mom to listen to my podcast called Jizzle. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that's basically... You know, where we've landed is that I still have no idea what to call this thing. Yeah, and I'm done giving ideas. Yeah, Ben's not allowed to give any more <laughs> suggestions because he creeped me out so much with the first one. I, did, I didn't think about it. I just, because I, I was like, oh, just put J and Nizzle together, take the N out, and just combine the two words, and there you go. Yeah. But I, it, it never clicked in my head what that could possibly be taken as. My other suggestion was morning breath because. Everyone has bad morning breath. Which I think is a, is a cool name. I, I It's fascinating, but I would not get up in the morning and podcast prior to work. So, um, you know, I got to come up with something else. But if I ever become super famous and start a new podcast, uh, and that's my only job, I will definitely call it morning breath. Perfect. <laughs> Roll with it. Well, Ben, thank you for hanging out with me and... Uh, Be my first guest. Thank you for having me.